Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. To talk about it from the Cleveland perspective, Andy Baskin from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland joins us. Andy, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I, we're not going to talk about Brock Osweiler? Oh. Really? It's going to be a crazy day around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And uh, I'm sure that that's been dominating uh, sports talk, but the NBA just doesn't die. This offseason will not die, uh, and this trade caps it off. Did you think Kyrie was going to get traded before he got traded? Um, I was 50-50, especially after the Chris Broussard story that came out earlier this week that kind of laid down the foundation for these two guys to come back to camp and kind of blaming it on miscommunication and blaming it on Dan Gilbert. I thought they had a scapegoat to blame Dan Gilbert on everything if they wanted to based on the Broussard story. So I was a little surprised by what happened, but again, I was 50-50. I was like, well, if they, they've got an opportunity to get better. Can they if they make a trade? And the jury's going to be out on this one. We'll see how it plays out during the regular season. But it feels pretty good as a Cavs fan. It just feels unnerving that you gave up a really, really good player. Uh, Andy, you didn't see the jersey burning, and you should never see it, that we witnessed when LeBron decided to take his game to South Beach. How much appreciation is there for Kyrie Irving there in Cleveland? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's never going to be as nasty as it was with LeBron. And by, by just, I always do this because every time I hear it, it was one jersey, and it was one radio jock that was standing in front of one of our photographers oh. at News 5 in Cleveland at the time. Okay. And the guy looked at our photographer and said, hey, should I, and he was, you know, half out of his bag. And he was like, hey, should I burn this jersey? And the photographer says, you do whatever you want. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then he did it. So the whole world thinks that there were multiple jerseys on fire at one point. When LeBron left, still it wasn't a good look. But um, I think it's going to be weird when he comes back. I think it's going to be weird. I think people were like, listen, you wanted out. You didn't want to be here. You didn't want to play with LeBron. Not like the Cavs were making the playoffs before uh, before you had LeBron here. So good luck to you. Go be the man, and let's see what you can go do somewhere else. Are the Cavs better today? Defensively, yeah. I mean, you look at the roster, I think they're a better team. I just, It's very, very hard for me. Like, I have a pit in my stomach thinking that Kyrie Irving's not going to be on this team. He's that good. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when you look at the number of players they have now, you start LeBron, you start Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love's going to be the biggest winner in this thing. Because there's a lot of times when the Cavaliers weren't playing well, it was because the ball was sticking up top, and and Kyrie just wasn't moving it. And if you go back and look at assists per 100, Isaiah Thomas had about two assists more per 100 than than Kyrie did. So I think it's going to be a big win for Kevin Love. Is it a big win for Kobe Altman? Has he earned his, uh, his stripes with this deal? Um, I think he started earning his stripes by the way he was dealing with other teams throughout this whole process when people were going, what's going on in Cleveland? Who's answering the phone? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? You know, a lot of it's Dan Gilbert, too. Let's not – I mean, it's, I, I, even when Griff was here, it was Dan Gilbert behind the scenes making a lot of things happen. So, um, I, you know, I, you, GMs come and go. I mean, I hate to say it. Um, there are great ones out there. He's got the opportunity to be a great one. If this thing works out and that draft pick, which I think is the key to the whole trade uh, because it gives the Cavs a future, 
if LeBron decides to leave. Um, I think it's going to be huge. And, and to stick it out and wait for that thing to get that draft pick, um, we'll see how it plays out. Gio and Jones with Andy Baskin of 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, co-host of Baskin and Phelps. You mentioned that pick, and I think that the popular stance on it is, yes, you're protecting yourself for the future, but I also look at it as a trade asset. If you really don't want LeBron to go anywhere, you could turn that pick into another player that helps him stick around. Do you think that there's any chance of that happening? I totally agree with you on that. Uh, you know, If you think LeBron's going to stay and he's going to stick around for another year, why not find some disgruntled player around the trade deadline to a team that might want the number one overall pick? I, you know, who knows what happens with the Knicks? Porzingis? Hmm. I mean, would the Knicks give up the number what could be the number one overall pick for Porzingis? Phil left, remember, Andy. He's gone. They fired him. So hopefully oh. Porzingis is off the table, but uh, be growing up a Knicks fan. Yeah, you never know, though. I mean, you just don't know. Boogie Cousins? I mean, all of those names could be out there. When you've got the number one pick, you can go out and get something great. So... I still don't feel like I like I'm excited about Isaiah Thomas, but I just don't like I felt like they were a big three before. Now I'm not sure, but I can't wait to see what Isaiah looks like on this team, especially if he can move the ball. So was there he's healthy? Was there no way? And I think I know the answer to this question. There was no way Kyrie Irving could come back and and you know make amends and and play for this team. There was no way that the Cavaliers were even going to entertain that. Well. I, you know, I read that Broussard article last week, and I thought the, the path was clear. That if you wanted to come back, it's so easy to blame Dan Gilbert for everything. You just go back and say, well, he wrote the letter. He's, he's a fool. Why did he fire this guy? Why did he do that? And then Dan could just eat it and have these guys come back. And I mean, LeBron put out a nice tweet last night to Kyrie. Um, they're trying to leave on cordial, trying to be cordial mm-hmm. about this. I thought that there was a chance he could come back. I didn't think it was strong. Um, you know, you know, you hear things out of LeBron's camp or stories from guys that you know right that are very pro LeBron, and you thought, well, maybe there's a way. Maybe LeBron is bigger than this. And you know, I, I always look back at this that LeBron can get over anything if he came back to Cleveland, because I, you know, I look at the letter that he wrote, that that Dan wrote, that burned every bridge in the world with LeBron. Even though LeBron, to me, didn't do it the right way by having a TV show, he was a free agent. He just just left or just said. Thanks, Cleveland. See you later. Like what Zajernis Ogaskis did. Same thing. It was exactly the same time. But the TV show was the bad part for a lot of us here. Now, a lot of people would be like, you know, LeBron left, blah, blah, blah. They're still mad about that. But, um, you know, because of the situation that you're in right now, uh, I just think LeBron could make up with anybody. If he figured out a way to come back to Cleveland and be friends with Dan Gilbert, at least to work together, he could have figured out anything with anybody. You're going to have a more informed opinion on this than I do, but I always thought that the reason why Kyrie wanted out more was because of the uncertainty, because he's waiting around when LeBron was in Miami. He doesn't know if he's coming back, and now we're in a situation again where he doesn't know if LeBron is is going to stay. So it's not so much he can't play with LeBron. It's just, well, what the hell is going to happen if he goes again? I can't sit through another season of being asked the question or wondering what he's going to say. Uh, How much of his... Um, attitude change had to do with the fact of the uncertainty of LeBron as opposed to not being able to play with LeBron? See, I, I think the hard part here is trying to figure out what Kyrie really wants to be. And if Kyrie really wants to be the man and he thought LeBron was leaving, then that would have been sitting in front of him a year from now with bigger money ahead of him, too, if he wanted to stay. But he just wanted out of the shadow. I think he was a little... I mean, his ego may have been bruised a little bit because his name was in trade talks. I mean, I really think that might have been more the final straw. I just believe it's a convenient truth 
that he was the first guy to sign before LeBron was official coming back. I just I find it very hard to believe that that Kyrie had no idea LeBron was coming back when he signed his deal when he became a free agent. I just I find that very very hard to believe. Who's going to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns? Well, we're going to find out today. <laughs> Excuse me. Deshaun Kaiser has a clear path um, right now if that's what Hugh Jackson wants. I think it's wide open right now. Um, but I, I, it's, Hugh's got to make a difficult decision. And I think the, the biggest decision he's got to make is if he makes Deshaun the starter Saturday at Tampa and he commits to him being week one starter, then he's got to stick with it. And I just don't think there's any turning back if Deshaun regresses a little bit in the beginning of the season. That's why Osweiler has a chance to be the starter the first week of the season, but I think they want Kaiser to be the starting quarterback. Just no one's earned it yet, and that's the hard part about Osweiler. They have done everything to give Osweiler the job, and he still makes the same mistakes. He throws an interception in the red zone the other night. They only gave him 12 plays. Osweiler has had every opportunity to go there, take this job, and own it and he still has some of the same problems he had in Houston. I know it's unfair to evaluate Miles Garrett at this point, but I do think that the guys who are really, really good at rushing the quarterback, you have an idea early on if they're going to be great. So uh, what are the early returns on on Miles Garrett so far? I can't wait to watch him play. If the Browns are going to win this year, it's going to be because of defense. And teams actually have to scheme against two players on the Browns' defense, Miles Garrett and Jamie Collins. Collins last year looked like uh, a, a senior in college playing against freshman kids, or playing with freshman kids, I should say. He was so much better than the rest of the Browns on defense. You re-up Collins, you got Miles Garrett on the line, too. They're just, the Browns defensively are a better team than they've been in a long time, and they're tackling better. And i got to tell you, Greg Williams gets a lot of credit for the way he's changed the culture for the Browns' defense. I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs. I'm not saying they're getting eight wins but the Browns' defense is significantly better than it was a year ago. Well, Peppers was bringing the wood the other night hit that yeah. hit on uh, on Brandon Marshall, and now Calhoun, the hit he put on the drama queen, Beckham Jr., uh, <laughs> dirty hit or, or no? I, you know, at first, I'll be honest, I thought it was. And, and I think I thought it was, and I'm a Cleveland guy telling you that. When he spun his helmet on the ground, I was like, wow. But, you know, I went back and listened to everybody, experts say that's not a dirty hit. And, and then you forget, you know, you can't hit up high. So I don't think it was. I love Brian Body Calhoun. I love his story. I love the fact that he's gritty and no one handed him anything. He's earned everything he's done. He's one of my favorite players on this team. Share so, his story so with I, us. I, what is it? Share his story with us. Well, I know. I mean, it's just it's his whole story. Mm-hmm. It's the story of a guy who is a free agent who can come in, work his ass off, and become a starter or a guy who can be a viable starter for a team that's desperate to be good. In a season last year where they won one game, he was a bright spot towards the future because he never quit. He's got tons of heart, and he plays like every play is his last play. That's why I love watching that guy. As a sports talk show host and a TV personality in Cleveland, are you going to be able to tolerate another full year of will LeBron go or will he stay? It can't get any worse than the the decision. Like, I look at this all the time. And the other thing is, there's a championship behind it. And I think that if he leaves at the end of this, people will say he did what he said he was going to do. And they're going to blame Dan Gilbert for not doing enough. Why is he so incompetent? Like, what what about him makes him so unsavory (laughs) that you can't even keep 
the one guy that you need to keep happy, the guy who changes the entire complexion of the city and the market and the team and the NBA, he must be the biggest jerk. Is he worse than James Dolan? Because it seems like it. Okay, so I've worked for the Dolans when I worked for Cablevision. Dan Gilbert is nowhere near a jerk. Okay. The people that work for him, the people that work for him who might not be direct reports, like all the ushers, all the people that work there, these people all got championship rings after they won. They all love him. Dan changed the culture not only for the Cavs, but for the city downtown, investing money back into downtown. The issue is Dan becomes the bad guy because he's doing everything LeBron wants. LeBron never has to take the blame for anything. So when it's all said and done, have a championship, maybe look like an idiot, or you know, pretend like you know everything and can do everything right and, and be a genius. And in the end, he got LeBron to come back. He had one bad moment with one bad letter. That's, that's really what it is. And where's the relationship now between those two? I don't, I, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's great. But I why, though? Dead. I mean, I, if, they, if they buried the hatchet, they won a championship, why is it not great right now? Because of the David Griffin firing? I, no, I don't even think it's the Griff firing. I just think it's the – I think – look, if you were LeBron, you'd still be mad about the letter. LeBron wants to control everything. He is. He does. He controls everything without having to take the blame for anything. Hmm. Ask the folks in Miami that. They'll tell you the same thing. He's the best basketball player that any of us here in Northeast Ohio have ever seen. And, you know, we got to watch Jordan crush us all the time when I was a kid. Hmm. But LeBron doesn't have to take the blame for anything. He never does. And in the end, people will blame Dan for it. And Dan teed himself up with that stupid letter. And <laughs> it'll always go back to that. Look how much money the Cavs pay in luxury tax. Look how much Dan goes above and beyond yeah. to try to make sure LeBron's happy. He does it so much so that in the end, if LeBron leaves, Dan looks like the fool. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That is very interesting. How many games do the Browns win? I want to say five. I want to say five. I, I'd love for them to win more. But, you know, you're in the AFC North and you're 0-6 against them last year. When the Browns start winning games in the AFC North, then you can legitimately talk about them. And I don't think we're that far away. could be next year. It, you know, they'll, they'll have growing pains this year. They're still really young. But by next year, I think we can talk about the Browns having a chance to make the playoffs. So Jimmy Haslam's going to hold on to a coaching staff more than two years. That's what, that's what you're, you're thinking. He has to. Yeah. He absolutely has to. I mean, you know, and Hugh's got to be effective this year. And 1-15 is not going to keep his job, though. It's still the NFL. They've got to win a couple games. They've got to show improvement. And the biggest thing is they have to finish in the fourth quarter. And if you go back, and I know it's preseason – what they've done in the fourth quarter, and I know it's third-string guys who might be working in a grocery store next week, they have finished games, the last two games. That's a culture that does not exist for the Browns over the last couple of years. It already exists on this team. Hey, Andy, thanks again. We love talking to you. We appreciate the time. No problem. Next time I'll catch me when I don't have a cold. Life will be even better. Thank <laughs> right. you guys. Perfect. We'll do that. We'll plan that out. Andy Baskin. 92-3, the fan in Cleveland on Cleveland. the Cavs and Cleveland. Brown. Yeah, Cleveland is like the epicenter of sports yes. these days. It's really the last couple of years. I was just thinking years. that. It, it truly is amazing. Cleveland. Hey, I'm um, 75 miles from Cleveland, but I've been to Cleveland, and I would like to defend <laughs> Cleveland and tell you the great things about Cleveland. <laughs> that call's got to be almost three years old yeah. now, right? Hey, that was a long time ago. Seventy-five miles away from Cleveland, which stands the test of time. I ain't though. there all the time, but when I'm there, I have a damn good time. The world, um, 
famous um, Home Alone. <laughs> that was not filmed at Cleveland. <laughs> he was wrong about that. It I was filmed with Ice Cream's house. <laughs> yeah, right. Right there in Minnesota. <laughs> We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogus is back. What's up, Bogus? Got an update for us. Got anything good, Doing Bogus? Doing a fine job this morning. That's all right. Yeah. What's up, Bogus? What's up, Bogus? Hey, Greg. So your report's brought to you by Showtime. (laughs) Two kings will collide. One will reign. Mayweather versus McGregor. Best idea in boxing history. This Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern, (laughs) 6 Pacific, live on pay-per-view. And again, can't stress enough, if you're going to be in Vegas, this fight is not at center. (laughs) Mayweather and McGregor fighting for Greg's Entertainment at the (laughs) T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile. Which has only been open for a little bit now. It's where the the Golden Knights, Golden yeah, Knights, the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights, the Golden Yes of of the NHL, right, Brian? Golden Knights. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Thomas. You, you may recall UFC 214 last month in Anaheim. John Jones beat Daniel Cormier at the weigh-in. Jones mm-hmm. provided a urine sample that tested positive for a banned substance. His manager issued a statement last night to say they want the sample retested to confirm the validity of the failed test or find the source of contamination. Jones could be stripped of a belt for the second time. The first one came two years ago after he was charged with hit and run. Kyrie Irving wanted out of Cleveland, so now he's in Boston, traded to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and the Nets' 2018 first rounder. The swap seems to have come out of nowhere for Celtics president Danny Ainge. We've had conversations throughout the summer with different teams on different trade possibilities, and, and, and in, in particular with Cleveland, what what applies to us right now in trying to acquire Kyrie. But um, this deal that we made today was not available a month ago. The Cavs and Celtics begin the coming season in Cleveland on October 17th. Thunder assistant GM Michael Winger has reportedly accepted the Clippers' GM job. He'd report to Lawrence Frank. Now that Doc Rivers is just the head coach, Odell Beckham Jr. and all his giant teammates reportedly in danger of missing week one in Dallas because of the infinity amount of things that could happen to them in the next two and a half weeks. Beckham did injure his left ankle Monday night in Cleveland. And Steeler running back Le'Veon Bell seemed to announce on Twitter last night he'll report to the team next Friday. He's been staying away after receiving the franchise tag and no long-term extension earlier this offseason. Aaron Judge did not strike out in the Yankees' 13-4 win in Detroit, ending his record streak of 37 straight games with a K. He singled once, walked three times, before being pinch hit for. Manager Joe Girardi wasn't doing his young star a solid. I wouldn't even have known about it if you had not told me. I'm sure that's true. Girardi Dude, going the game with, was 13-3. to Yes, yeah, so Girardi going with this instead. I got to take care of this guy. He plays every day. He played every day in this last 13 days. Whatever. Right, you got four at-bats. It's more than enough time to strike out. The Yankees gaining no ground in the AL East because Boston ran over Cleveland 9-1. Doug Fister allowed just one hit. That was Francisco Lindor's leadoff homer. The Dodgers rallied for an 8-5 win in Pittsburgh after putting Cody Bellinger and sort of Alex Wood on the DL with ankle and shoulder injuries, respectively. And that's it. I'm done. Guys, back to you. All right, Bogus. Yesterday, we talked about how commissioner of the newsroom, CBS Sports Radio Newsroom Fantasy Football League, Pete Bellotti, had dropped the ball on something. And he's been doing a nice job as commissioner. uh, But there was one thing he vowed to do prior to this season, and that Mm -hmm. was eliminate co-managers because Amy Lawrence of After Hours with Amy Lawrence does not run her own team. 
She has a family member. There's a proxy. That runs the team. Michael, right? And his name is Mike, yes. Yeah. I don't know what relation, but it's a family member. Well, it ain't fair. And he said, he said next Oof. year, next year I'm not having the co-manager. This is what he said last year. So just yesterday, she waltzes into the newsroom and says, I got my three keepers. My family member, Mike, who runs the team, told me what the three mm-hmm. keepers were. Mm-hmm. And Pete quietly said, okay, just email them to me. And I said, Pete, you said no more co-managers. How come she's getting away with this? So, so Pete said, you're right. <laughs> you are right. I'm going to do something about this. And just minutes later, a scathing email was sent out. Woo! Yes. Fire. He said, this is an issue I need to address mm-hmm. and was planning to address earlier. No team. Zilch. And I repeat, no team is to have a co-manager registered on Yahoo. Mm. This is a CBS Sports Radio League for CBS Sports Radio colleagues. Thank you, Commissioner Pete. How about that? Get the job done. Damn. I mean, it only took him 24 hours, but at least he, he did it. Or was that later later uh, yesterday? 24 hours? Later it was like yesterday. 24 minutes he oh, did it. After the sh- oh, after we called you out. Yeah. It's only been 23 hours. Yeah. After we called you out. Right. I got you. Okay. He right just away. needs a little shove. Yeah, right away. And what was it. the response? Uh, so No complaints right now, so we'll <laughs> see. But yeah. anyone that wants to complain, that no, no complaints from uh, from Mike either. Nope, nothing. Mm-hmm. Anyone wants to complain, they can kindly leave. Wow, damn, man, put your foot down. This is what you need from the commish. No nonsense. Mm-hmm. No flip flopping. You can't. No year long investigation. <laughs> Get right to it. <laughs> right. Five year extension for Pete. Um, I, you know, I like it. I think Pete's done a pretty good mm. job. The only thing I'd say that the one thing I'd like from Pete. If he could do, I like when people do the recaps. The commissioner does the recap. I like that. I like when the commissioner does a little bit of a, a thing. I know that Yahoo does its own recap, but it's computerized. I don't like that. I like when you get like the Monday morning little highlight. But I, I don't want to put more on your plate, though. To recap all the matchups after. Well, not all of them. Just like a few ones. things here or there. You, you, know, saw, you saw what the former commissioner would do. He did had a binder and did a full recap per game and did power rankings. Well, that's you don't have to go that far. He also had outrageous rules too. Yeah, I, I don't. You don't need to go that far. I just need like a little bit of something. You know, go, right. this guy on the rise. This guy, you know, just something like that. I'll, I'll give you something. All right, Pete. All right, there he goes. Look at him in there. Look at Pete, Commissioner Pete. <laughs> Who else do you want him to jump on? <laughs> Uh, ooh, ooh, this, this is, with the animal noise. This this was this was his. He he said that no co-manager. Yeah. So I'm just making sure. That just he, make sure that he uh, applied the the rule fairly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just okay. so he stuck to his guns. He All wasn't right. he wasn't bullied by anybody. Cool. You know, uh, this story I just cannot believe is true, but it is. So we all know what happened in Charlottesville. Yes, unfortunately, yes, we do. And <laughs> there's a home opener yep. there. In Charlottesville yeah, University UVA. Of, of, of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the play-by-play guy that was scheduled to call that game, yeah, his name just so happens to be Robert Lee. His name's Robert Lee. Come on. It's not Robert E. Lee, but it's Robert Lee. The, the initial, the middle name, initials, doesn't start with E. No, but it's okay. still his name's Robert, Robert Lee. Lee. Yeah. 
He's an Asian American. Yeah, that's the best part. His name is Robert, Robert Lee. Robert Lee, yeah. So ESPN decided. <laughs> do, do I need to explain? Uh, we all right. So they, ESPN they decided just, that uh, he shouldn't call this particular game. So they, yeah. d- in order to avoid a sensitive situation, they moved him to the Youngstown State Pit game instead of the Virginia home opener in Charlottesville because his name is Robert Lee, which has to be the largest <laughs> overreaction in sports broadcasting well, history. Well, they they had their, their fantasy deal, and, and there was a little backlash for that. The the, the optics weren't right. That's uh, so football. much difference. This well, is this I, man's I, 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 name. I made that point. Do you cannot Hold play on, devil's Dad, advocate. That's better day. Refuse to play devil's advocate. Hold on. And, and so that's why you had this overreaction once again. The optics were bad with the, the fantasy football deal. That was it. And now you have this Robert Lee who happens to be Asian. I don't think anyone who's protesting Confederate terrorists would com- conflate Robert Lee the Asian with Robert E. Lee the Confederate general. Or whether he's Asian or anything. They're not the same. I didn't name me, damn it. I had nothing to do with this. This reminds me of Baltimore Ravens play-by-play man Jerry Sandusky. Yes. And it's, he spells yeah. his name with a G, G-E-R-R-Y, Sandusky. And yeah. then, of course, you know he's getting all sorts of tweets. He mm-hmm. still gets tweets. People, and, and he said, I'm not changing my name. Why do I have to change my name because of this monster? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's bad luck. But I'm not doing it. And this is where ESPN's got to stand up and say, are we really going to pull a guy off a broadcast? They also fired a cameraman named David Duke. Did you know that? <laughs> Which well, one? he deserved it, really. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, it's, what, what you going to do? That's just being too careful. Like, that's just, so that's, if you name yourself Abraham Lincoln, do you get promoted at ESPN? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, come my, on in. My name Martin Luther the King. Right. <laughs> if now, Where's my office? <laughs> well, did you see who they replaced Robert E. Lee or Robert Lee on the broadcast? Ulysses S. Grant. The Frederick Douglass. Oh, Fred, they, yeah. see, they're learning. The play-by-play play man, Frederick, Frederick Douglass. That's what they should have done. Right. There you go. <laughs> and and Sojourner Truth is going to be the sideline reporter. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, also Gandhi will be doing oh. color for them. <laughs> so they really have all their bases covered. I mean, and this guy, apparently he had something to do with it, too, this Robert Lee. Like, he had gone to them and mentioned this conundrum. I mean, and there's the- a chance, you know, I go down <laughs> Shawville and somebody say, Robert Lee calling game, and they may burn down the press no, box. And, and no offense. It's not the same Robert Lee. I am not a descendant from Robert E. Lee. Look at me. I'm Asian. <laughs> he was white. But not only that, there's also the idea that people have any idea who he is. Like, nobody, I, I'd never heard of Robert Lee, the play-by-play. Have you? I don't know. Maybe I, I watched a game. Never. I mean, but you think he's just walking around and be like, Robert Lee, <laughs> that's your name. <laughs> just like the statues, you're going down. <laughs> How silly is this? protest the press box. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. I, I would think smarter people, folks that are going to – attend the game, those who haven't been saucing too much would be able to discern between Robert Lee, the Asian broadcaster, calling the game, and descendants of Robert E. Lee. I would hope. <laughs>
right? You would think. Uh, <laughs> no? Okay. Sideline reporter Joseph Stalin is just waiting <laughs> for that phone call. <laughs> He's saying, he's saying, man, these are just things are not working out. I wonder if they. I mean, I've been going by Joe for all these years, but <laughs> down with Coach Mendenhall is Joe Stalin. What do you got for us, Joey boy? Yeah, Edi Amin is going to be. Uh... <laughs> now let's go back to the studio with Paul Pot. <laughs> Paul. What do you think about that, Mussolini? Well, I think that was a perfectly executed run play. <laughs> you want to keep going? Uh, here's our social media and marketing expert, Joseph Goebbels, who's been following Twitter for the whole game. You gotta be. Kidding me with this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. All right. Thank anyway. you, Espen. <laughs> yes. Appreciate that. Seriously. Damn, name check before you get a job there, man. Whoa. I, I What's know. your name? Brian Jones. Yeah, you good. You good. <laughs> <laughs> they never do anything. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's some guy out there just put his resume in. His name's Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> He's like, should I or should I? <laughs> nah. Is, I mean, where do I? Oh. <laughs> no, get out of here. We don't need this. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk some fighting and some steroids. Damn. And some Mayweather and McGregor, too. Keep it right here. This is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. I hope not. Because <laughs> this has been too much. Yeah, he can't get right. N- no. And... You know, the UFC is such a you – know, it's, a, it's a humongous thing now, and the growth has been right. just amazing, what they've been able to do, and then you know, selling it, and the Fertitta brothers getting out, and Dana White still you know, remaining, help run the thing. And, and there's not a lot that they have that is a problem right now. I mean, they, they, their viewership, their fan base is growing. They have this McGregor – side of the Mayweather-McGregor fight, which gives them even more attention and makes them even more mainstream. Uh, but the fact that they've got so many fighters still wrapped up with performance-enhancing drugs and failing steroid tests, I I used to have the take on it that, well, fans aren't going to care because you just want to see this barbaric thing right, happen. Right, You know, and pump everybody full of everything. But if everybody was pumped full of everything, it'd be one thing. But what, I, what I've learned from the real hardcore MMA fans is that, no, they don't like this because they really enjoy the sport yeah. of it. And they don't like that to be compromised just like baseball fans don't like their sport to be compromised. So it, it is remarkable how many pitfalls this guy has had. And and I don't know how many second, third, fourth, fifth chances you get if you're John. Jones. Right now, I guess the last offense he had some erectile dysfunction pills he'd been well, taking that's what prior, he said. Yeah. prior to the, the match, and uh, he's in the same category as Hugh Freeze. You know, son of a he's a son of a pastor, and he does all that Bible tweeting, and yet he's doing all these nefarious things out of the octagon. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I think that hit and run deal. a history with escorts and taking some uh, Tyrannoball or two different things. Well, well you know, you can't yeah. be sanctimonious yeah. and and you out Take there Tyrannoball. You, 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 you cheating, 
in your 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 job and, and you you're not totally clean and you're running into folks hit and run. How you gonna run over yeah, someone and then leave the scene? That was a bad one. Come on, Jesus wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's bad. So, yeah, how many more chances will he get? And he still hasn't been stripped for this offense. I guess they're going to go back and, and test this again. He had the, the suspension, hadn't fallen over a year, and he, you would think he'd get everything straight. And, and now one of the greatest fighters, am I right, they've ever had? Yeah, I mean, he's UFC? one of the most popular without right. a doubt. Yeah. Well, I, I don't see how he overcomes this. How many chances do you give the guy? Yeah, and Dana White said that if he ends up getting two or three years suspension, I mean, it could be the end of his career. I mean, he's he's around thirty now. Yeah, you get twenty nine, I believe. Yeah, so you you get up there, it changes everything, especially if you're out of the game there for a while. And and this is not something that a couple days out of Mayweather McGregor, Dana White's wanted to deal with. You know, I mean, right? I, it pro- it's not going to hurt him all that much because it's it's the UFC bad boy getting in trouble again. But it's still because there's been this boxing versus MMA thing that has gone on with Mayweather and McGregor. And both entities aren't exactly, you know, straight arrows. I mean, you think about boxing and the problems we have with them and the, some of the feelings you have of things not going by the board and then uh, UFC and, and the cheating that you see and the steroids that, that happens there. But, you know, that really has been sort of boxing MMA, who's tougher, who are the better fighters. I saw a quote from somebody close to Conor McGregor that said that you know he doesn't feel like he's taking on Floyd Mayweather. He feels like he's taking on boxing as a whole. Like yeah. that's why it's really the, the two sports. So well, he for, is for for Dana White to be dealing with this now, talking about one of his stars again in a negative fashion, right. it calls his entire organization into question. A couple days out of this thing cannot be fun. Well, when you're following the boxing rules, yes, you're taking on boxing as a whole and. And in, in the, the the boxing purists, they don't like it because this guy is not well versed in their sport. Uh, and and then you have those on the UFC side that say, well, why are all the rules tilted towards the boxer? And we know why that is because he is the the bigger draw, and he's part of the conventional, more conventional sport. Even though the UFC just made a killing in, in the sale, uh, as, as you mentioned of the of the UFC. I mean, what was it, a billion dollar deal? Uh, well over that. They yeah. made a nice pretty penny, and it's become more and more legit uh, over the years, and it, it continues to grow. And so now you have a, a, a black guy with uh, John Bones Jones now being in the crosshairs again, right on the cusp of possibly the biggest promotion the sport could ever have by taking on the conventional sport boxing. You right was, over there? Yeah, I'm okay. You good? Yeah, I don't know what got it is. all that. Right, it's the end of the. Yes. Hopefully, you didn't hear it too much. End of the show uh, residual. Is that what it is? Oh, it starts bubbling up. Yeah, basically. You you keep it down for the most. Well, part. yeah, it's yeah. only. I mean, three hours. You, you can see the finish line, so it starts. Yeah. It starts oh. to creep back. Well, up. Don't don't. You're not supposed to look at the finish line. You're supposed to look past it. Right, but, naturally. Yeah. Uh, I was watching some of that all access on Showtime. Yes. How is it? Showtime Sports. If you check out all access, you can follow. <laughs> Mayweather and McGregor. You're loving this. It's on CBS Sports Network as well, I believe. Yeah, I know. Actually, that's, I had to record one of them as it was a rerun in the middle yeah. of the night because I couldn't get one of them on demand for whatever reason. So I, so how is all access on Showtime? Oh, it's great. couldn't yeah. be better. No, it, re- it really is entertaining. But I found myself leaning towards because I don't have a rooting interest in this thing mm-hmm. because I'm kind of torn. I don't like Floyd Mayweather. I never have. Mm-hmm. I have total respect for what he's been able to do in his career. I don't like the guy. I don't like the way right. he's gone about his business. Mm-hmm. However, I am a boxing guy. I like boxing. I like boxing more than MMA. So I don't like Floyd, 
but I want to see boxing come out on top of this, and I don't want boxing to take a hit because of some guy who's never really boxed before beats the greatest that boxing has to offer. That's not a good that's not a good referendum on boxing. Okay. Now, Conor McGregor, loudmouth, sure, he does what he needs to do, but I found myself while I was watching this thing leaning towards one guy over the other. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm. And it's my job to guess which guy you were leaning towards. Bingo. Hmm. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay. I know who I think you believe is going to win this match. Now, this is who you're leaning towards because now... Rooting for. Rooting rooting for for because you have watched All Access and now you have... A A better understanding of a man. Yeah, and so there's... You've built some affinity with these cats. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Connor. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Go get him, Connor! No, without giving out, giving up, you know, the, the whole plot and everything. Well, what, no, what I mean, there's it? no secrets there. Yeah. It's just that seeing him and his story as far as not being some sort of supreme athlete mm-hmm. and the hard work and the belief in himself. He was, they were talking to his parents. He said one day he got in a fight with his parents over something. He yelled down the stairs when he was like 12 or 13 years old. When I beca- they threw him down the stairs? No, no, no. They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, He said, when I become a millionaire, I won't need you guys. And they they laughed in his face, and then this, this turns out. And you see him sort of behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and the amount of work at least, and I believe that it's a good representation because Mayweather's an executive producer of All Access, and he's a Showtime guy. So I don't know if they're just making McGregor look good because they want people to buy the fight to make him think that McGregor actually has a shot. But McGregor's working harder. There's no doubt about it. Because when they follow these two guys, Mayweather's doing a bunch of other stuff that's Mm -hmm. like not... He was planning out. He was doing the interior decorations of his new gentleman's club that he bought. (laughs) Like, while, you know, McGregor... He bought a strip club in Vegas? (laughs) What's the name of it? um, TMT. Girl Collection is the no name. Way. Yes, it was the name. That was the name on the outside. Girl Collection. Yeah, and he's like, we got to do it like this. We got to do it like that. Yeah, and he's Girl Collection. And he even said like he was he was conscious of it. He was saying like I know people are you know I got my work in today. Now I'm gonna go over to my club. Like and he he went there and just the stuff I saw McGregor doing. He's cycling but, but, in the desert. But you know, no one outworks. Floyd Mayweather. Maybe this time around. It's classic. The guy leaving, whether it's his strip club or another club or whatever, and going to the gym at 2 or 3 in the morning. I mean, that's well known about his work. Taking him lightly. He's taking them lightly. He's taking them lightly. He's focusing on the girl collection. Uh, Not just that, just everything else. He's taking them lightly. He's 40 years old. He's trying to get that 50th win. He doesn't care. He's, 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 it's easy. McGregor's not a boxer. I don't need to really train for this. He's training for it. He I'm never going to doubt his work ethic. Now Go I'm going to doubt. Him, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to doubt the girl collection. That's <laughs> just way too long, and it's not catchy. Girl collection. Yeah, it hmm. did not. It, it isn't catchy. Collection. Yeah. So I, I there's no way though. I really don't believe that Conor McGregor has a shot. I'm not going to uh, waffle on that for whatever. But you're going to be yelling while you're watching this no. in, in, in person. I just feel like I need live. a rooting. I feel like I need a rooting interest oh, okay. a little bit. I, I think that's – and it would be way more interesting if McGregor won the fight. I mean, that would be so much because that's a huge under. Now, what you've seen from All Access on Showtime. Yes. Because Showtime cannot get enough plugs on this show. That's right. I- Showtime. 
they show, they display Conor McGregor boxing. Oh, yeah. And what have you been well, able to I mean, ascertain from that? You don't see. Well, there was a whole controversy about him and Malinaji. Right. We actually have some audio I want to play. But, they, I mean, you see him training and yeah. on the bag and stuff like that. And listen, But I, he looks I, better because we, we were talking Freddy about. I'm not Freddie Roach here. We were, oh, come on. <laughs> be Freddie for a moment. Uh, we, were, we were discussing uh, it, with dismay his approach to the boxing bag. He looked terrible. He's gotten better? He looked like the thing was 400 degrees and he couldn't touch it. That was, I don't know. I'm not sure. Listen, so Paulie Malinaji, a uh, boxer and also of that Showtime broadcast, he was there was a media scrum yesterday where McGregor was outside and reporters are going up and asking questions. He's answering questions. And Malinaji's hanging out in the background. He tries to get the McGregor manager's attention to, like, get these feelings off his chest or whatever was going on with this video and the pictures. So he starts talking to his manager, and then it's getting a little bit heated. Mm-hmm. And then McGregor comes over, and then this is the audio from that. Did you bring your balls, Connor? Get over it. Did you bring your balls? All smart. Remember what I said. When you quit like a bitch. Bring your balls Saturday. Remember what I said in the gym. Remember what I said in the gym. Bring your balls. Whoa. Yep. Whoa. Bring your balls. Bring them. Yeah. Remember what I said in the gym. It got it. He was and Malinaji did an interview right after that. He was all heated. What's he, was, he uh, heated for? Well, you know the Come story on, by I now. I know that, but why? Get over it. Well, You're not part of this anymore. Well, that's what that's what McGregor said. Get over it. He you was like, get on. over it. He was like, get over it. Why are you injecting yourself into this? You still want to be part of the story? Yeah, of course no. he does. Well, wouldn't Move you? No. You're Paulie Malinaji. You're on the broadcast. So that helps out the broadcast. It adds that. And also, you're well, thinking... Well, do the broadcast. You don't you're need thinking to be... maybe you get enough people interested, you'll get a fight yourself with McGregor, which would be big bucks. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, girl collection all of a sudden sounds a little bit better, <laughs> no, too. No, it does <laughs> What would the name of your gentleman's club I be? I would never even entertain owning such an establishment. <laughs> it would be... Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe we should say that for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Come up with a name. <laughs> because for, you can't for, think of something clever enough in I five seconds? I can't. Mm-mm, good. <laughs> oh, that, okay, yes. Let's wait till tomorrow. We'll try again. <laughs> take that, take that. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our Shake guest it. today. Shake it. Me. Shake it. The wiggle. Simple. The wiggle. Is that a brisket in your pants, or you just have it as seen? Better hope it's brisket. <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.